0: There's joy in every journey.
1: All right, Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Vince Quinn with you here, and joining me, we have a very special guest because I was online, I was on Twitter, I saw something that stopped me dead in my tracks, and it's called The Block from Nerd Street Gamers. So joining me to talk about it is Pete Powell from Nerd Street Gamers. Pete, how's it going? Good, Vince. How are you?
2: Thanks for having me.
1: Well, yeah, I'm happy to have you on because, again, I, I saw this thing and I was just flat-out stunned. And, and so you've got this big operation and all this cool stuff that seems to be going into it, Now I want to get to that in a minute. But first, obviously, this is eSports-related, what you're doing here, and there's a lot of people that have heard about eSports. They don't know exactly what it is or how big it is. So if you could just kind of explain what really eSports is about these days.
2: Sure, sure. No, totally understand, and, and you're right. There There are still quite a few people out there that, don't really understand the whole eSports thing but really what it comes down to is it's it's video games right uh, but with a competitive twist it's competitive gaming um, so what we like to do and, and I know it's kind of translating more and more nowadays is compare compare the parallels to traditional sports to baseball basketball football and 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 think about how many gamers there are out there which You know, I I know that everybody out there knows who video games are. But when you think about now, really more than ever, how many people are playing video games? You know, it's it's three out of every four households in America have what they would consider a gamer in them. So, you know, we are looking at this as obviously the video game uh, industry is massive. But the esports, where the competitive gaming industry, is just a really, really small percentage of that. So when you think about um, how many people enjoy playing video games with their buddies, very, very few of them actually consider themselves competitive gamers. And, you know, one of the things that I think, you know, has become more apparent than ever, you know, we knew video games were extremely popular, but over the course of the last six months or so uh, during COVID, you know, we're all inside. We're all at home a lot more, and what are we doing? We're playing video games, yeah. um, uh, you know. And 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 thankfully, you know, we've had live sports come back recently, which has been great, um, you know. But certainly, for a time there, um, you know, video games were filling the void. So, one of the things that we're trying to do here is turn people on to more of the competitive gaming side of things, and. You know, I, I just look at it, Vince, like, I guess the easiest way to say it um, is that, you know, to this point, eSports has been uh, kind of seen as an activity uh, in a lot of ways of, of privilege. You know, so because when you think about it, um, competitive gamers play on these PC setups that run anywhere between three and five thousand dollars each. Right. Oh my, so we're yeah, talking wow. A pretty expensive endeavor, yeah, and obviously, you know, uh, not everybody, mom and dad necessarily can't afford to spend that kind of money uh, to have their son or daughter game. So, you know, I always compare, you know, the parallel to, um, you know, ice hockey, and thinking about, you know, th- think about for a second if if ice hockey was the most popular sport in America, and I, I certainly know it's not, but if it was. Um, but you didn't have the infrastructure in place. You didn't have, you know, the, the rinks, you didn't have somebody to purchase the really expensive equipment that comes with playing hockey. You wouldn't obviously have many, many ice hockey players. You wouldn't have many kids growing up that, you know, want to be future stars in the NHL. Well, it's the same type of thing with esports. We don't, we don't have the infrastructure in place now to provide opportunity to these kids. We don't, have the ice rinks for them to go to, uh, to compete. We don't, obviously a lot of them don't have or can't afford the high end equipment to compete. So that's really, you know, the mission behind what we're trying to do at nerd street.
1: Yeah. So now you've got this massive facility, right? You guys just announced this thing called the block. And as I saw it described in the video, it's the, the world's first dedicated esports campus. So what is that exactly? Like for the people, like, I because I I think I know, but I don't exactly know. What does that mean, Pete?
2: Sure. So I guess I'll start with just what, what the name it means, because a lot of people have been asking about it, like, oh, that's a pretty cool name, but how'd you come up with it? Well, it's really, uh, it's really a couple things. First is, you know, we're Nerd Street gamers. We started on North 3rd Street in Northern Liberties, which AKA became Nerd Street after a while. Um, we had the the three in place of the E for, for a long time. Very slick, by the way. Three.
1: I like that. I like that. When I first saw that, I was like, wow, that was smooth. I mean, great name.
2: <laughs> Thank you. So basically, you know, we had our, our humble beginnings on North 3rd uh, in no libs. And the reality was, Vince, that we were, you know, we're in a 6,000 square foot facility um, with only about 50 PCs and a handful of consoles. We had a lot of folks. Uh, that would come in, and frankly, we needed more space. So we started looking uh, around in and around the city uh, for different potential uh, places to plan our flag and and, and have our flagship uh, land center, which we call Local Host. And we ended up coming across this really, really cool building um, at 401 North Broad, and uh, for anybody that isn't familiar, uh, it's a couple blocks right north of uh, Broad and Vine, where Roman Catholic is. It's actually directly across the street from the old um, Inquirer and Daily News building, okay. uh, if you're familiar. And um, it is just a massive building, right? And it actually takes up an entire city block, which is kind of where we landed on the block. We We also figured— uh, whenever we would have a new employee come aboard Nerd Street Gamers, we always sent out a note that said, welcome to the block. So that was part of it, too. Um, but we decided to to really look at this building and examine the fact that, hey, um, you know, this, this building is over one point three million square feet. Like I said, it's an entire city block. Uh, fun fact, it also actually has its own zip code uh one nine one oh eight
1: okay because I saw that in the video and I was like this can't possibly be true and then I, I looked it up on that so I was like oh my god this is amazing it actually has its own zip
2: code that's so cool yeah yeah we're we're making sure that everybody memorizes one nine one oh eight so uh <laughs> you know it it's it's pretty cool. Um but the the building itself um it's a historic building and we are actually going to be on multiple floors uh so the, the street level, the first level, uh, right at the corner of Broad and Callahill, is going to be our, our retail space, essentially our land center, what we call local host. And that is going to be our, our flagship um, facility for the, you know not just the city, but for the entire nation as we expand. Uh, this is going to be sort of the mothership. And we plan on having uh, between 100 and 120 high-end PCs, and all the peripherals uh, that any gamer would desire down there. Um, we're also going to have a full studio, uh, production studio, control room, and uh, a lot of other different things that, you know, I'm sure you guys will, will find out in time. But we're really, really excited to, to, to welcome the public, really, into the local host. Um, we're also going to be on the second floor of this building, which, which they refer to as the mezzanine, and that's going to be a, a training center. And when I say training center, a lot of people ask, "Well, you know, what's that about? Uh, you know, how does that translate to esports?" Well, when you think about a lot of the the pro esports teams that are currently out there, you have the Overwatch League. Now, you, the Call of Duty League is getting bigger and bigger. You know, we want to be able to be a destination. And I'm not just saying Nerd Street, but we want Philadelphia to be a destination. To attract these huge pro esports events, um, I'm not sure if you remember. Back in February, I believe it was before you know everything happened with COVID, um, the Fusion actually hosted a homestand up at the Met on North Broad. Yeah, yeah. So that that event was you know pretty pretty incredible for anybody that attended, um, and the Met is obviously a beautiful venue. But, you know, if we're being honest, from a training standpoint, you know, people don't realize when the Fusion hosts a homestand, it's not just the Fusion playing another team. There's between 8 and 12 teams that are attending the singular venue for an entire weekend. So, you know, you have other teams that need places to train while they're actually not playing and competing. So this training center could really serve as, call it a practice facility, for any number of teams that are visiting from out of town, it could obviously serve for our hometown teams. In addition, it could serve as a training center for a lot of the local universities that are getting involved with esports. I mean, right now, uh, you know, one of the great things about the block is it's it's a subway stop or two away from Temple, uh, and the, the fact that Temple is really getting into esports. Uh, Temple Drexel. They've been great partners, and, and we certainly expect them to use this training center as well. So that's going to be the second floor. And then the, the fifth floor, finally, uh, of the building up top is going to become our uh, our office, our Nerd Street uh, World Headquarters. And we're just so happy to, you know, be born and bred in Philly and, and, and keep our headquarters here. So. Yeah,
1: so the, the whole thing sounds really incredible. I mean, the, the access and everything. I'm, I'm glad, by the way, you made that analogy earlier to the idea of what sports used to be and setting up that infrastructure and everything. And I, I think you're so on point with that because, for example, I always go back to people and I'm trying to explain it. I always think of football where, like, you look at the NFL now and it's just this multi-billion dollar institution, right? It's just, it's, it's, right. it's, a, it's a massive pillar of society. But for the NFL, like 100 years ago, they were just guys working part-time at a factory that also happened to play football. Like, it was a wide-open world, and the NFL was able to just get in that space, dominate that space, and really grow and, and become part of the U.S. as we know it. So, like, the, for esports to be at this juncture, for you guys to be blowing up up like this in Philly is just such a cool thing. And so being front row of this is is really awesome, and I'm glad we could get you for a couple of minutes here. Uh, Pete Powell of Nerd Street Gamers. Pete, thanks so much.